This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 227th episode of Talk Direction. And as we've been doing over the last few months, we uh, are going to have our quarantine check-in, which now kind of has become a state of the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) check-in. Because we're living in quite the times right now. Yes. Um, so, Caitlin, how have you been? How is your quarantine? How is your existence um, in the United <laughs> States in 2020? Well, <laughs> um, it's, I mean, in terms of quarantine, I'm definitely getting more, like, that I need to, I need this to be over. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, like, haven't really gotten bored that uh-huh. much. But now I'm starting to get to that point where some days I'm just, like, flopping around. Like, what the hell am I doing? Like, yeah. Ah! Um, but also, on the other hand, I'm very saddened by the fact that I'll be going to Boston in a, over a month. I don't know exactly when. But, mm-hmm. um, and that makes me really sad because I'll be leaving my family and I don't know when I'll be able to come back again. So it's like both uh, I'm ready for something new, but also I'm really sad that I'm leaving this time that we've had. Um, right. So it's like a weird mix of emotions. Plus, like I'm trying to find housing, which is a pain in the ass. And that's just also really stressful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in terms of everything else uh, going on in the world, it's like I'm trying to stay on top of it you know Mm -hmm. and not just like forget about the things that are happening Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to forget like especially when you're quarantined and you're not in a city or you're not somewhere where like everything's happening near you um to forget protests are going on but uh, Mm -hmm. luckily like the people I follow on social media are not forgetting I know I see a lot of tweets going on like oh now everyone's feeds are back to normal it's like my feeds aren't so I must be following the right people right Um, so that's good and I'm like trying to construct things that I can do in my own life um that are gonna be um like good for me to do my part Mm -hmm. you know yeah um yeah yeah, I feel the same. I think I like the last couple of weeks I've been kind of depressed. Um, and I think I'm like similarly to you, just ready for the for the quarantine to be over. Yeah. Um, I was like Googling the other day, like, when is COVID ending? <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like a lot of people have uh, pretended it's over and I are know. out and about doing their own thing. And I'm like, mm aren't numbers rising again (laughs) yeah I know well that's one of the things that's really frustrating and hard is like yeah so in Oregon um my county uh has not reopened yet but like pretty much every other county has um Mm -hmm. but like we've had our highest rise the last two days 
Um, oh my gosh, yeah. And so it's definitely like not over. <laughs> no. Um, and it's just frustrating because it's like, okay, but like the more we go out, like the longer this is going to last. Like, right. Can't we just have a little bit more? I'm just convinced it's going to last until we get a vaccine or we That's have how I feel. Like, medicine. Yeah. Like, it's right. not going to get better. Yeah. And I feel like my biggest thing is just like, I don't know when I'm going to see my parents again because yeah. they're older and my mom has asthma. So there's just no way I feel safe visiting them. Right. Um, no matter how careful I'm being, um, I'd have to quarantine. I'd have to like get tested and then quarantine mm-hmm. to feel safe seeing them. Um, and I kind of feel safe like seeing my friends, like not right now, but like I can see myself like arranging ways to see people before we have a vaccine. Um, but like not my parents, which is really hard because I don't, I usually see my mom quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm really ready for it to be over. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> and it's like really dark and cold in Portland and it's just mm. like oh that sucks it's not fun yeah. Um, and then yeah it's hard to keep up with the, the world happenings because it's like a constant just roller coaster of like horribleness and then mm-hmm. like hope and then horribleness yeah um, and like uh I'm really sad about J.K. Rowling and, like, all of that stuff that happened. Oh, God. Which I know yes. we're not a Harry Potter I, podcast, but we do talk about Harry Potter quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, we do. So we both love the world, and this is just so sad because this is, like, the nail in the coffin for it me. It really is. I can't, like, I can't spend money on that anymore. I yeah. can't. Like, it's just really sad. The positives are that a lot of the actors and actresses have come out like against what jk rowling said so yeah that's like the positive side of it but my yeah. god oh, just oh, except just ivana sh- lynch i was sort did of she not she didn't her. say anything her response was like in defense of jk rowling oh, god it was like we have to have empathy for her like i know she didn't mean it why would what what is the point you'd rather just if you had that opinion keep it to yourself like what do you think that's gonna do for you and she's like a vegan right like yeah you you would think she was progressive i know it's weird well i know i saw bonnie wright and um daniel radcliffe and emma watson at least i saw those three yeah on the yeah i really like daniel radcliffe's um statement yeah but yeah it's just really hard it's really perplexing she's confusing to me i don't understand i don't understand (laughs) no (laughs) but it's really upsetting especially because it's like why would you take this time in in the world to do this right like put the attention on you drag a group of people that is like the most vulnerable of our population Mm -hmm. and then like look at what happens like uh just yesterday i think it was yesterday um trump like rolled back a bunch of protections for trans people in healthcare. Mm -hmm. not that it was great before but it's definitely gonna be worse now yeah um and in her essay, she was like, I would march with you if you were discriminated against. Oh, God. <laughs> like, what planet are you living on? No. She's just, in, she just has all the wrong 
all the wrong thoughts in her head she really does and and her now she's like now she's like making it about like lesbians like as a as if she's like ever given a f about <laughs> lesbians in her life like name one like slightly queer female character in any of her books yeah like you can't yeah. she doesn't care about lesbians and now she's like using that as like her defense like yeah in her essay, she was, or in one of her tweets, she was like, "My butch lesbian friend called me." Like, okay, that so bizarre. That's like, I didn't even see that one. Yeah, it was just like so obvious. Like, she had to say butch so that people would know that, like, her that she has like a butch lesbian friend. <laughs> but like, okay, it's like the equivalent of being like, "Well, I have a black friend." So. Right. Yeah. <sighs> well, racist. to any listeners here that are trans. Um, yeah. I want to say fuck J.K. Rowling, fuck turfs. Yeah. Like yes. you are valid, your existence is valid, and you're welcome here. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's also confusing because it's like, um, like you kind of look at the story, like the Harry Potter story, and then you look at like modern day jk rowling and you're like how like what yeah because there's a lot of differences but then also like there's a lot of stuff in the books that like kind of pointed to her bigotry Mm -hmm. and like her um problematic ways of thinking that were maybe like more subtle in the books for people who didn't know like how to notice them um and then it just like makes it kind of more confusing like and then you kind of go back and you're like well how much of this story did like i take and like make what I thought because mm-hmm. of my life and how much of it was like actually what she intended. Right. I um, would love people to do a rewriting of the story where yes. they just make it way more inclusive and intersectional. And- yeah. When I read when I read the story to my niece, like I think it was Christmas one of the years, um, I was like in the in the whole first book there's like so much fat phobia like Mm. the way she talks about the dursleys it's like a whole freaking chapter about how fat they are um and i just like didn't read any of it (laughs) like i just skipped right over it um and it's like stuff like that where like it's like that it's like those little things where like you don't think are a problem but it's like i read uh oh hello so me and Caitlin just got disconnected. Uh, Caitlin's internet died, but we're back now. Um, <laughs> but we don't exactly remember how we ended it. Um, we know we were just ranting about J.K. Rowling. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll move on from that uh, for now. <laughs> but, and we need to find a new magical series um, mm-hmm. to give our money to. <laughs> I've seen a lot of great like Twitter threads about like... Um, fantasy and sci-fi novels written by like trans people written by queer people yeah. so you just know going in it's gonna be it's gonna be better and safer and right less yeah. triggering and harmful as you read totally yeah um me and my housemates watched the hunger games um movies over the last few weeks and uh i mean those they're not perfect but i love that story it's very dark though very mm. dark yeah um but also like yeah. extremely relevant to our time so it was really actually kind of yeah. creepy to watch it right now <laughs> yeah i'm just sure, like oh geez. this is kind of happening in uh, real life right now 
Um, anyways, uh, moving on. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about, um, some stuff that Niall's been up to, and we're going to talk about Harry's U.S. tour, which he rescheduled this week. Um, and then we're also going to have a little, um, segment at the end of the podcast where we're going to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, just like, um, we want to kind of figure out a way to incorporate um, talking about this regularly um, because I think like there is a, lo- a lot of energy and excitement about it um, in the last week, couple of weeks, and you know people are going to kind of like want to go back to um, like quote unquote normal. Um, so I think it's important to like keep the momentum going, um, and especially right now when obviously like no one's touring or or doing anything like that we have the the time to to talk about it so um we're gonna do that towards the end of the episode um and we'll talk about that more when we get to it um but we also have a patreon um if you haven't checked it out before you can do so at patreon.com slash talk direction um we do talk direction download over there which is a 30 minute extra episode um that we record at the end of each main episode and last week on our talk direction down low we talked about um how the boys can kind of continue to do promo during quarantine um and that was with our special guest kelly who is a patron who came on um on the show last week um and also joined us for tddl so that was a fun chat And then this episode, we're going to be revisiting the 2014 article in The Guardian about One Direction. Um, Another one of our patrons suggested this as a TDDL topic because um, it's just kind of interesting to look back like now in 2020 after the band has like broken up. um, This was kind of like the end of it. So Mm -hmm. it'll be really interesting to like revisit that article and see like (laughs) what we think now. Um, So if you're interested in that extra content, you can go over to patreon.com slash talk direction. And now, um, getting into the episode, um, we have like a little bit of a news kind of roundup about Niall, just because as always, he's like the busiest member um, or the most public, the publicly busiest member. (laughs) We don't know what a lot of the boys are doing right now. Um, but Niall's done a, been doing a lot. He performed Black and White for the Graham Norton show, obviously, like, from his house. Um, he was a guest on a golf podcast, uh, episode four of Irish Golfer, which is surprising to me that that's not Niall's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is secretly. He's a yeah. behind-the-scenes producer or something. I bet. <laughs> I haven't actually listened yet, but I, ha- I like, subscribed, and I'm going to probably listen today. Nice. Um, I feel like Niall's destiny is to have a sports or golf podcast. Yeah. So this is just the beginning of that, he I think. He could become, like, a sports <laughs> announcer, like, a golf announcer on TV. Like, yes. Like that would be so fun for him. That would be fun. <laughs> um, he also participated in the London Irish Centre's Charity Night Inn. Um, where each 10 pounds donated would get you a ticket and a raffle to be flown from anywhere in the world to London to meet Niall. Um, and the winner was announced on Monday. Um, 
we are actually living in Monday right now, but when you <laughs> listen to this, it'll be Thursday or later. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a confusing way to word that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he was he was kind of joking about it. Like, I don't know when you're going to be able to meet me, but <laughs> eventually yeah. you will. <laughs> Could be two years from now. Yeah. <laughs> but that'll be really fun, whoever wins, to have that in their back pocket just someday someday <laughs> yeah. I'll be able to meet now <laughs> um and then he also announced this really cool project um called calling all creatives um I think it was put on by talent house um so the little picture that he put up it says calling all creatives um create artwork for any song on heartbreak weather open to all mediums photography short animations graphic design or illustrations submissions close july 14th 2020 um and then there's a link to where you can go to like get all the details um the website that has all the details it's like very very long how many details there are um but the incentive as they call it um is one piece of work will be chosen by Nile. The selected creator will potentially have their work shared across Nile's online channels, have their work shared across Capitol Records or Modest Management marketing channels, receive a printed copy of your artwork signed by Nile, and receive 1,000 pounds. Um, wow. I know. And then there's four pieces of work that will be chosen as finalists, and each finalist will get some perks too. Um, and then nine pieces will be chosen as popular choices, and those will just be shared, I think. Um, so this is a pretty cool little thing that Niall's doing. Yeah, I love that. It's just another way he's engaging fans and, like, mm-hmm. recognizing all the incredible artists we have in the fandom. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not recognized enough, um, yeah. especially, like, monetarily <laughs> and, like, actually putting them on like their social medias and right know, there's just some cool stuff here where it's like more than just a nod it's like yeah i don't know it's cool yeah definitely um i'm really excited to see the like submissions and what mm-hmm. people come up with um yeah. i know we have so many creative people in the fan so yeah it'll be really interesting to see people's art Especially, like, I'm really interested to see the photography submissions. Yeah, Um, that's so cool. Yeah. And I think people are supposed to pick, like, one song to do their Mm. piece of art on. Um, But, yeah, it would be really cool to see photography submissions. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention one of our fandom friends, Steph, or Small Talk Tattoo at the moment on uh, Twitter. (laughs) Um, She said... Uh, about this I have seen a lot of I can't enter Niall's art contest because I'm not talented enough Um, and that just isn't true art creativity is often born out of love and passion and I know y'all have that for Niall don't worry about it being good because we are our we are our own worst critics critics which I thought was nice because if you're thinking you're not good enough or whatever who cares you know like there's a lot of talented people and you're probably one of them and art is something you practice it's not something that you're born good at yeah that's sweet I like that Mm -hmm. yeah and what's the harm in submitting like there's probably going to be so many submissions anyways you might as well yeah exactly give it a go um and then next in Niall news um 
we found out that he is going to be featured on a remix of Ashes. Is, is do you say it Ash? It's A S H E. Um, her song "Moral of the Story," um, because so Ash tweeted uh, a series of screenshots entitled "It Some Mistakes Get Made." That's all right. That's okay. Which is a line from her song moral of the story which at first when i saw this i was like i don't know who this is or what that song is and then i listened to it and i was like oh i've heard this a million times on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even recognize it at all maybe it's like a very widely tiktok used tiktok okay song. i'll have to think listen again in the context of tiktok because maybe i did know it then. <laughs> there's like tiktok songs that you just know and you only know a very small snippet of it yeah <laughs> So apparently Ash tweeted, or not tweeted, texted Niall thinking that Niall was uh, someone else because this is the tweet thread. Um, she's, or gosh, text thread. She said, it's not for sure until it's MF out, but Noah has vocal stems from Niall Horan and we're mixing them into Moral today. Don't tell a soul, but I wanted to obviously tell you. Put good energy into it and it'll be out in a few weeks, knock on wood. Ha 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 ha. That was supposed to go to Casey Smith, the writer on the song. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> And Niall replied a bunch of smiley faces, and then she replied the monkey with its hands over its <laughs> eyes and a bunch of laughing again. And then Niall replied, the actual real Niall Horan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he, he responded at the end with a, a gif of himself, um, <laughs> which is really a power to have. To be able to just send gifs of yourself. Oh, wouldn't that be great if you had your own set of gifs of yourself? <laughs> like, yeah. I guess you could make them. <laughs> yeah, so you could. But yeah, this was just a really funny thing. And so she shared, posted it on Twitter and Niall retweeted it. Um, so the cat's out of the bag. He is going to be uh, featuring on the remix of this song. Um, and... Yeah, that would be... I feel like this is something I'm always, like, terrified of, is, like, sending a text mm-hmm. to the wrong person. Um, <laughs> luckily, yeah. this wasn't, like, We've an embarrassing there, one. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, luckily, she wasn't like, oh, we're mixing Niall's vocals, horrible vocals in today. <laughs> uh, yeah. At least it was super positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that'll be exciting to hear. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a song that's already out, and then they're do- like, it's interesting when they do this. I feel like um, the they did that with um, Trampoline when Zayn mm-hmm. came on that song because that song was already out, but then they like released it again with like Zayn added, and so that's the same mm-hmm. thing happening to this song, but with Niall added. So that'll yeah. be fun to hear. Um, yeah. And then Niall also seems to be recording some of what he's been writing because he tweeted a reply to someone and I didn't see the original tweet because they were like private Um, but the reply was um, concept stuff today was meant to be recording some of the stuff I wrote but someone felt ill it is time to turn my voice notes into records now Um, so that's exciting that he's already like ready to record what he's been writing I really hope he puts out something and this is not like for his next album (laughs) right (laughs) forever from now yeah I bet he will. That would be um, so cause if, nice. if he's, like, wanting to record them now, it feels like he wants to release them now. Because otherwise he could yeah. just keep them as vo- voice notes until he could get yeah. into a studio again. That's true. 
Um, so yeah, this is very exciting that we might actually get some new Nile stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really curious to see like what it's going to be. Like, is it going to feel like an extension of Heartbreak Weather? Mm-hmm. Is it going to like be the same theme or is it going to be like totally different? Um like totally different themes like yeah. based on quarantine like it's so interesting yeah, that, yeah i hope we find out hope it comes out in a couple months <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um the other the other three boys liam louis and zane have all been fairly quiet as of late um so i'm not sure what they're up to um but that i think is... harry's back in london i've seen pictures of him oh really running in london Oh, yeah, I saw those pictures, so must too. have gone back. With his tiny fanny pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if they were old or new at first, but I think they're new. Because he's yeah. wearing that outfit, but I think it was different. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we do have some hairy news, and that is that he finally announced the U.S. tour reschedule. Which we all knew he was, like, going to reschedule it because it was it's so soon it's supposed to start in like less than a month Mm -hmm. but he really waited (laughs) until (laughs) the last minute and it must have been because of how complicated it was for all the the people to reschedule it i can't imagine like i'm not sure who it is that is in charge of this or like i'm sure it's multiple people but like can you imagine the work that's going into trying to reorganize all of these concerts right now yeah geez like usually that must be mad like everyone all people are redoing them like every artist is redoing them and trying to book venues and trying to get Mm -hmm. slots like it must just be so complicated yeah i can't imagine how complicated and i'm sure that's why it took so long because it probably just took so long for them to figure out a way to make it work um and especially when you look at the way that harry's tour is lined out it's very uh (laughs) interesting (laughs) yeah um so the tour is now starting on the west coast in tacoma washington um and it's going to end in atlanta georgia that's going to be the last show now um which is kind of fun for atlanta because i feel like harry usually ends his tours in LA that's -hmm. what he's going to do this time around but I guess because of scheduling like they couldn't make that work right um so cool it's cool if you're in Atlanta you get to go to the last show yeah (laughs) um and then he's doing a fair bit of bouncing around in between although Atlanta and then we have the Harry Ween right after it so it's gonna feel like that's oh that's true because it's right before Halloween oh that's true it's like so the I guess, 27th, 28th, and then 30 and 31st. Right. I didn't even think about how close they were. Yeah. So I guess that won't really feel like the last show. The last show will be the Harry Ween. Yeah. We better we'll be never at those mind. two Harry Ween shows. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it's a weekend, so that's good news. Right. It's <laughs> really well, good that's, news. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I was going to talk about is like um, – so this year I was I was hoping I was like had a fantasy of going to the Harry Ween with Caitlin, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be in New York. But I was like, I don't know if I can afford it. Like that's so soon after my summer trips. But if it's next year, yeah. I'm like, mm, I probably can go. Yeah. I mean, plus, like, I just think that's a whole nother year of Patreon money. That <laughs> yes. That's like, what we we're going to be Patreon rolling in it. <laughs> yes <laughs> not really but we could afford it um yeah 
I think I'll definitely go to Harry Ween next year. I mean, assuming that we're allowed to. Yeah. And travel. I already have a ticket. I think I have two tickets already for one of the shows. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But we'll um, get other tickets for the other one. Yeah. So that is like one kind of perk is that I probably can go to like Harry Ween. It's like more doable now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, um, it's like, I feel like him scheduling. So this, this tour is now scheduled to start in August of next year, which I feel like is like the best guess for when it might be safe to go to shows again. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's like a little over a year from now. Um, his Europe tour was rescheduled to start in February 2021, which I just don't see how tours are going to – shows are going to be able to happen that soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've definitely seen some people talking about, like, you know, vaccines and, like, potentially by the end of this year we might start seeing stuff. But I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to say. But I feel yeah. – pretty good about the u.s shows because i'm like okay august of next year like that gives us a good amount of time yeah like hopefully we'll get a vaccine or we'll have like i don't know some way to be able to go to shows safely by then yeah i think hopefully by next summer because i think they're talking about january february maybe vaccines Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe at the earliest so that could not it might not be possible so Right. Well, because the but vaccines come out, but then everyone has to get vaccinated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be like start with certain groups of people getting vaccinated first, mm-hmm. like healthcare workers, mm-hmm. people most at risk, and then yeah. eventually they'll have them available. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's going to be bouncing around quite a bit. Like for example. He's going to like Tacoma, Washington, and then up to Vancouver, and then back down to Portland, mm-hmm. and then he's like going to um, Sacramento, and then going to Arizona, and then back to LA, and then up to Vegas, um, <laughs> and then like when he gets to like the East Coast, it's even more confusing because he'll be in Nashville, and then going to New York, and then going to Florida, North Carolina, uh, back to New York, then to Ohio, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm it's it's like not terrible but it's definitely not as smooth as you would do it if you know not the best yeah um but he's gonna have the same opener so we'll have jenny lewis um on this tour and he's gonna have um king princess in um europe um and yeah so what do these dates mean for us so me and caitlin had tickets to see harry shows i was gonna go to multiple new york shows with caitlin Mm -hmm. i was gonna go to the portland show and i was gonna go to the vegas show with my friend shannon and with um martha and steph um and caitlin you were gonna try to go to like all the east coast shows like new york boston yeah i was gonna try to do boston connecticut new york um i have tickets to one of the new york shows Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see when it was rescheduled. Yeah, his New York is so bizarre. It's like New York, then yep. Florida, then back to New York. <laughs> I know. <What? laughs> um, so I forget which one, minus which one of the New Yorks mine was rescheduled to, because he was supposed to do three nights in a row in New York, and now it's like two and then one. I think I want to say I have an October first ticket. Mm. Um, 
I don't know. I'd have to see again. Yeah. Um, but I would probably... It, so now what happens, what this means is... Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. It has to be October 3rd or 4th. Um, mm. Anyway, what it means is it's going to depend on what is happening with med school at that point. Right. Because... If I have an exam the next day or I'm in a really busy period, then that's going to really change how many shows I can go to, what shows I can go to, because I'm going to be in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously when we were going to go this summer, like Lucci and I were going to like go to New York and stay there and go to the shows. Um, but this is going to be now happening during school time for me. So it's not in summer. I mean, the only thing I can say is I'm going to try my best to make it work to go to as many as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, So to like go to the New York shows, but Boston and New York are like four hours away from each other. So it's not Mm. as easy as um, it could have been. Um, Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to try to make it work. And like, that's not the (laughs) most devastating thing in the world right now. And um i'm excited that the halloween shows are on the weekend and i'm hoping that will be a positive i know my exam schedules at least for this year are already out Mm -hmm. there might even be exams like they schedule for med school the exams like so far in advance so i don't know if the ones for next year are out at all but yeah i think i'll probably know quite far in advance so then i can sort of try to plan things to make it work Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably I'd go to the Boston one because that's where I'll be. And oh, then yeah. Connecticut is where my family lives. So right. in Connecticut, it looks like the 23rd is a Saturday. So that's good. The Boston yeah. one is a Monday. <laughs> so that's right. questionable. But <laughs> New I York think is... exams, they try to, try to do them on Fridays. So I want to um, say a Monday would be fine. I don't know. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, New York, the third and fourth are Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So I want to say those would be good because if exams are on Fridays. Right. Because I think what they said was that kids, they initially had them on Mondays so students could have the weekend to study, but then move them to Fridays because more students were just like, we'd rather have a weekend off. Yeah before starting the next whatever subject i don't know right. i'm really yeah. not prepared for how tough med school is gonna be at this point. <laughs> I i'm like pretending that it's gonna be okay like i'm like oh i'm going uh-huh. to boston like you know right. i'm gonna get my apartment i care about where i live i want to like go around and l- look at stuff like, yeah. yeah i'm probably gonna be studying all day every day and it will just be terrible but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to make it work is what I'm saying, pretty much. Yeah. You'll make it work. I guess the Los Angeles stuff will um, most likely not be. Right. Most likely not be okay for me because um, second year starts in July. So. In July? Yeah. You know, right? Oh, God. And, like, that's, like, your last summer. And I think over summer you're supposed to be doing things like research. So unless it right. hits on a week. What is what is it? Los Angeles 27th, 28th, 30th? Yeah. I guess it goes over a weekend a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the shows. Wait. But August. I don't think I'll be able to fly there. Yeah. 
The 28th yeah. is a Saturday. And then there's um, September 4th is a Friday. That's the Vegas show. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, it's not. Hold on. I'm yeah, looking at it, this year. It'll... Looking at no, September year. 4th is a Saturday. Oh, okay. Two. Is it also a Saturday this year? Uh, yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah. So. I, I think what I need to do is go through all the tour dates see which ones line up on the weekends which ones might work with my exam schedule next year and be like if i'm flying to chicago i'm flying to chicago if i'm flying to toronto let's fly to toronto you know (laughs) Uh um like that could be fun yeah like if it's la or las vegas or Mm -hmm. atlanta who knows yeah because when when we were before we got tickets, um, like before tickets were on sale originally, me and Caitlin were like, we want to go to a sh- at least a show together. And we were thinking like we could go to any show together, like we could fly right. somewhere else. Um, so it feels exactly. like there's a little bit more opportunity now. Yeah. Um, I won't be able to go. I, I likely won't be able to go to the um, regular New York shows mm-hmm. um, because I think I'd rather go to the Harry Ween shows. Yeah. Um, and those are both so like, the first New York shows are October third, fourth, and then the and then the Harryween is the thirtieth and the thirty first. I'm obviously not going to like fly to New York, the beginning of September. I mean, the beginning of October, and then fly there again. You could just stay the entire month. Of <laughs> just October. come for, take a work third, fourth, sixteenth. Like he's in October so much. Sixteenth, <laughs> thirty, and thirty first. Then you could go to Boston and <laughs> Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> His schedule is going to be so Just fun. need a few thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but yeah, I'll likely go to the Harry to the Harry Ween shows in October, assuming that we can assuming that it's safe too. Mm-hmm. Um and that'll be fun because then I'll get to visit New York in yeah. fall, which I feel yeah, like Yeah, that be would fun. be so fun. And the the Harry the Halloween show will be like the the last show, so I think it'll be extra mm-hmm. exciting. It'll be so much fun. Um and, like, Halloween is, like, my favorite time of year, and I always, like, have a party. So, like, originally I was kind of, like, oh, but, like, I don't know if I'd want to go to a show on Halloween because then I wouldn't be able to, like, do, like, my party. But, like, everything is so weird and up in the air now, and, like, I don't really have friends here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think I'm going to be living in Portland next summer, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I'm considering moving to L.A. Um in like whenever i can afford to mm-hmm. um i like portland in a lot of ways but i just miss california so much mm-hmm. i'm a california baby and i want to go back yeah um and i'm hoping that i'll have enough money to like in a year like next summer mm-hmm. um so if it did happen if it did happen that i moved i probably wouldn't go to the portland show anymore yeah um but i would go to um, I'd have a lot more opportunities then because there's three shows in LA. There's one in San Diego. Um, and then I already have tickets for the Vegas show and I'll still go to that one. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah. So um, I feel like there's a lot of possibility for next year being mm-hmm. a better year. Like really you just have to like make it work, you know? And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work perfectly, like then there's going to be another tour at another time you know 
Yeah. You just have to roll with it, especially just given COVID. Yeah. I think we all just have to be ready to be like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. this might not be my year. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think overall this is good news for us, at least. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'd be curious um, to see what show's listeners are now planning to go to obviously this is so mm. far away it's over a year away because yeah. it starts in august and we're in june right now <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to imagine that far in the future but it also feels nice because i'm like there's i have this sense of like that far in the future is so hard to imagine like it feels like uh like it's so much more likely that we'll be like past the pandemic yeah because it's so far away yeah my i mean who knows what is going to happen, but I just, I have to have that hope. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, this year just, like, sucks for a lot of reasons. Like, I was yes. supposed to be going to New York in, like, what, two weeks? Yeah. To come <laughs> hang out with you for a week and go to, like, five Harry yeah. shows. I was supposed to go to Seattle yeah. Pride, like, next weekend. I was going to go to L.A. I was going to go to Vegas. And now just be sitting in my house alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Anything else about tour dates? No. I feel like I rambled so much. I'm sorry if I bored people. I was just like (laughs) medical school and scheduling. (laughs) Like, What day should I go to? (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of one of those episodes. Um, hope you guys don't mind. (laughs) It's like confusing because our recording and releasing has been like different because we like recorded episodes that were then like released in different order. Um, So we haven't actually recorded in like two weeks. Even though you got an episode last week, it was an episode we had recorded like three weeks ago. And then we release like after, you know, it was all confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um so now we're going to do our segment where we're gonna talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, like I said at the top of the episode, we're gonna try out doing um a segment like this during each episode. Um Matt Bellasai has a podcast called Unhappy Hour and um He's doing a segment, a similar segment that he calls Do Better White People slash Accountability Hour. (laughs) So it's kind of like that. Um, We definitely feel like it's important to keep talking about this stuff. We don't want um, to have just like done that one episode and then now it's like over um, Mm because this is like work that needs to be continued. Um, And we talk about, you know, Obviously, we talk about politics and and important issues, like, in our episodes a lot of the time. But, like, sometimes we have an episode where we don't talk about it. Like, today, we talked about Harry's tour dates and, like, you know, Niall doing stuff. So I think having a specific segment will help um, give us a way to talk about it, like, every time, um, talk about something. Um, I'm sure it's going to continue to evolve as we do it. And definitely let us know if you guys have ideas for how we can make it better Um, because, um, yeah, this is like a new thing we're trying out 
and um, it's not going to be like I don't think we want it to be like bad news all the time. Obviously, there's bad news happening all the time, um, but there's also good stuff happening. And so it'll probably be a combo of like talking about, you know, if stuff happens. We might talk about um, we, might talk, we might talk about that, um, about bad stuff that's happened. But we'll also probably share like. Um, you know, if there's like a book we've read by a black author or um, like educational stuff or like history stuff or, um, you know, it'll kind of be like a mixture of just of bringing awareness and like continuing the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else to add before? Um, no, I think you said it all. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um So yeah, for this week, we've both kind of brought uh, something to chat about. Um, And what I wanted to chat about was um, Juneteenth, which is um, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Thursday, it's Friday of this week. Um, So June 19th. And um, this is a day that like, I didn't really know about. Um, I had kind of heard, right? I had kind of heard it, like, talked about. Like, I'd seen people say Juneteenth. I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know what the thing was. And I feel like this is a thing that happens a lot in, like, our modern-day, like, internet, like, social media way of living, mm-hmm. where, like, you know about millions of things, or, like, you know the existence of millions of things, but you don't necessarily know, like, what they are. Yeah. Um, which sometimes can be, like, the opposite of helpful because it's, like, you can kind of check it off in your mind of like, I know about that, but it's like, you don't actually know about that. You just saw a headline or something. Right. Um, <laughs> but my therapist actually told me about this um, like uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, we were like talking about stuff and she like asked me if I knew what it was. And I was like, you know, I actually don't. Um, and she was telling me that it's a, a holiday that like, um, like black people know about and celebrate and like white people just don't know about mm-hmm. And, like, it's not even on our, our radar, um, which is really interesting. So um, I took this from an article from the Oregon Public Broadcast um, just because I saw someone I know sharing it um, who lives here. So I'll read a little bit of that. Um, and obviously this is, like, specifically from my my county, but it's, it's a good summary. So um, – Multnomah County Chair Deborah Kafori on Friday designated Juneteenth as an annual paid holiday for all county employees. Um, Juneteenth on June 19th marks the day in 1865 when the news of the abolition of slavery reached Texas. Therefore, the emancipation of the last remaining enslaved people in the United States, more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. We have a profound responsibility at the county to acknowledge that the structural inequalities in our community and county are rooted in the original enslavement of black people, Kofori said in a statement. Observing the day of black liberation honors the historic and current struggle, acknowledges the strength of our black neighbors, friends, and families, and reminds us of the hard and necessary work we must continue to dismantle systems of oppression, she continued. Um, So essentially, this is the day um, in 1865 when Um, slavery was like officially abolished because it was when the last people were made aware of it. It seems crazy in our day and time that it would take two years for news to travel to Texas, but um, that's how it happened back then. And um, yeah, so, um, so yeah, if you're, if you didn't know about this holiday, now you do. 
Um, and if, if you're listening to this before um, the 19th, uh, definitely something to think about um, on that day. Um, I guess if you're listening to this before the 19th, you're listening to this on Thursday. So tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to like read a little bit more about about this. Um, I've like read a little bit from different articles, but um, but yeah, interesting interesting history that like that like we just don't like aren't aware of you know yeah it's so bizarre that there's like these really important things that we never learn in school well it's not bizarre it's like that's how it's set up that's how yeah. capitalism <laughs> works but like it really sucks yeah. um, like that's how white supremacy works um yeah it just sucks that like I've seen a lot of things talking about how much we don't learn about black history in mm-hmm. school and I mean I always knew that um mm-hmm. but then there's like these things that I'm like I didn't even learn about this in you know when I took my courses in college that were supposed to be more intersectional and like, right it's like what what happened where did where did something go wrong yeah um, it really runs so deep yeah. like I went to a super like hippie school for grade school um, where we talked about like, you know, we talked about alternative history and like, um, I went to a high school that was like very, um, very good about like educating us on on racism and like Black history, but like I still didn't know about this, mm-hmm. um, really at all until like this week. <laughs> um, yeah. Same. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that holiday is tomorrow, and I feel like we should just get rid of July 4th and just celebrate Juneteenth from now on. Um, yeah, that sounds good with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, uh, lastly, uh, I wanted to say that if you are a U.S. citizen um, and you're not registered to vote, please register to vote. You can do that at vote.gov. Um, we've got to get Trump out of the White House. Obviously, these problems are much, much bigger than Trump and go beyond him, and getting him out of the White House is not going to solve everything by any means. Um, But we're not all going to be alive (laughs) to fix things if we don't get him out. (laughs) So... (laughs) So true. And and if you're a university student, register to vote in... Whether your home or your college is in a red state, yes, or in a uh, what's it called, like a flip state or whatever, a swing state, yes. register in that state rather than if you like if your college is in a blue state, register back home in Texas or register back home wherever, or other way around if you go to college in a red state or in a swing state register to vote in that state rather than in your like blue massachusetts if you're from massachusetts or something Um, yeah that way yeah that (laughs) i think if if all people (laughs) who had multiple places to register to vote thought about where the best place to register to vote that could make Mm -hmm. a difference if everyone did it for sure yeah because that's that's definitely important yeah yeah really important to vote if you can um and you know we've got to be prepared for a lot of fuckery during the voting system like already (laughs) with the primaries we just had there was like Mm -hmm. just all kinds of craziness like people waiting for like four hours um so 
like they're gonna try to make it as hard as possible for people to vote so like we have to be prepared for that um trump is gonna try to stay in the white house by any means necessary and we have to be prepared for that um it's scary to think about but we just have to to try our best Mm -hmm. um so yeah that is what i have caitlin what do you have for us i have um i'm gonna recommend a couple of instagram accounts to follow and then a book as well nice um the first one i have is um an instagram account which is um i heart her okay let me spell it it's erica hart but it's Mm. i h a r t e r i c k a so it's like i heart erica um because uh her name's erica hart uh her pronouns are she they um she's a breast cancer survivor and does a lot of um like activism about uh, race gender and then breast cancer um yeah she's really cool i've been following her for a while um she's like does a lot of body positivity stuff which is great um yeah so i recommend her i've got a lot so i gotta narrow it down so i'm not talking forever another one a totally different vein is the patricia bright so that's the p-a-t-r-i-c-i-a-b-r-i-g-h-t she is a um, fashion blogger youtuber um i've been following her for a long time she's got uh, a beautiful family and two really cute kids um and i really like following her family story i've pretty much don't watch her youtube videos except for like her birth story and this or that but she's got really cool fashion um and i just i do like following a lot of family um like with babies and kids and stuff (laughs) um and then this is the last one i'll recommend today is um, it's a doctor, um, Dr. Darien. Um, it's Dr. Dot D-A-R-I-E-N. Um, and I think I found him because he's married to the editor of Teen Vogue, the guy who like has turned Teen oh. Vogue around into be like a really political space for teens. Um, but he's an NYU emergency doctor physician and he's doing a ton of stuff about covid he has really great um instagram stories every day to educate um and yeah he's really cool so i also recommend him i've just followed all of them oh great um and then um for my book so you guys may have seen a video going around i posted it on the talk direction instagram i believe um of kimberly jones um who I think Trevor Noah was the one who posted her um, discussion about the like racial inequality and police brutality and sort of white supremacy. Um, she really explained it so well and was talking about how um, black people have just been like set up so that they're so behind white people in terms of like like they are, they're not it's not an equal race like. Um, yeah what's it called like a, it's not an equal running race where mm-hmm. y- you white people start so far ahead it's just no one can catch up and she really explains that really well so i had yeah. looked her up on twitter and i found out that she's an author 
Um, and her first book was recently published. She wrote it with another um, person called Gilly Siegel. Um, and it's called I'm Not Dying With You Tonight. And it's a young adult book. Um, and I'm just going to read the inner uh, cover um, to you guys. Uh, Lena has her killer style, her awesome boyfriend, and a plan. She knows, maybe it's Lena, um, she knows she's going to make it big. Campbell, on the other hand, is just trying to keep her head down and get through the year at her new school. When both girls attend the Friday night football game, what neither expects is for everything to descend into sudden mass chaos. Chaos born from violence and hate. Chaos that unexpectedly, unexpectedly throws them together. They aren't friends. They hardly understand the other's point of view. But none of that matters when the city is up in flames and they only have each other to rely on if they're going to survive the night. Um, and some of the quotes on the back say, um, an absolute page turner and co a compelling and powerful novel that is sure to make an impact, a vital addition to the young adult race relations canon, and as timely as it is addictive. Um, so I just thought that I know I've also read reviews talking about how it really does a great job of talking about race um, for young people. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what a better way to do it in a page turner sort of mystery-ish novel. If like, say, opening up a nonfiction about white supremacy is a little bit sort of daunting. Um, mm -hmm. I thought, what a great way to start with a young adult book. So I'm yeah. going to be reading that and I will follow up on what I think. Um, yeah, and I'm excited, and Kimberly Jones seems really cool, and I'm excited to see if she has other books coming out. So. Yeah, that seems like a really cool book. I want to, I want to read that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's so many, like, um, books that I've seen people kind of recommending by black authors that, like, look really exciting, and I'm looking forward to, like, digesting all of those. Yeah. Oh, and one thing I saw people talking about, which I thought was really important. I'm like so out of breath after reading that. <laughs> um, but um, was it, you might feel like so ready to just like buy a thousand books and like start reading, but, 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 like, you know, mm -hmm. and like going at it head on, which is great. But I also saw people saying like pace yourselves because you don't want to just burn out right away and then not do anything for the next like 10 years you know like yeah plan a reading schedule that you're actually going to be able to follow like make it so that you're going to be able to do this work long term like you can't just like do everything now and not do anything for the rest of the year you know like make it yeah. so that you're planning out a schedule that you can follow and being like okay I'm going to read you know two books a month one book a month I'm gonna whatever just so that you are able to have long-term success in your activism and learning and all that's good stuff so yeah um yeah I think that's a really good thing to bring up um I saw an article that was shared yesterday um that was titled when black people are in pain white people just join book clubs um and the subheading was I'm caught in a time loop where my white friends and acquaintances perform the same pieties over and over again um and it basically talked about like um just that we need to kind of keep the momentum going and like Caitlin said like pace ourselves and like um obviously reading books is like a really important and like great way to like educate yourself and like you know bring be more aware um but um but yeah it's important that we kind of 
buckle in for the long haul um Mm -hmm. and like um yeah definitely we can't solve racism in a day so um nope so yeah um and then yeah um do you do you have an additional recommendations this week (laughs) or Um, I guess those are kind of like similar to to our recommendations Um, I'm going to share I'm going to share a recommendation because I have a um, I've been doing like meal prep uh, stuff the last few weeks and there's Mm -hmm. this one thing that I've made like three times and I never get bored of it because it's so good Um, so it's these um, chipotle lime black beans and then Mm. I also make uh, lime cumin cashew cream and I eat them together I usually eat it with white wow, rice I've never heard of cashew cream oh it's so good um, so I usually make white rice with it um, and like if I have avocado we'll add that um, but you can like eat it with whatever you want you can just like eat the beans by themselves um, the recipe I have I'll like link it in our doc but it's uh, it's from a website called frommybowl.com and it's actually an instant pot recipe but I made mine in a crock pot um, but basically you just put black beans, um, and water and vegetable broth into the, the crock pot. And then you put garlic and chipotle peppers, like the kind you get in a pan, in a, in a pan, in a can. <laughs> <laughs> and you like cook them in the crock pot and then you add lime at the end. And they're so mm. good. Um, and then the cashew cream is really easy. Cashews are expensive. So like you have to like use it sparingly but the cashew cream is just cashews cumin uh lime juice water and salt in a blender um mm. i guess i'll say the amounts because this one's a little bit harder to find um it's two-thirds a cup raw cashews one teaspoon cumin six tablespoons freshly squeezed lime juice a quarter cup water and two teaspoons salt although when i make this i have the salt because it's really salty if you put the full t- two teaspoons in mm. Um, if you have a high powered blender, you don't have to soak the cashews, but if you don't, you should soak the cashews overnight before you blend them. Cause they'll be way creamier. Um, but yeah, that is so, it's like such a good combo, um, to have. And like, you can make both and then they'll usually last. They usually last me like about a week. Oh, um, geez. it's a really good like meal prep meal and I just like never get bored of it. Good. You're such a fancy cook. <laughs> I'm always envious of all the stuff you make. <laughs> yeah, I do like to cook. Um but yeah. Um we would love to hear what you thought about the show, your opinions on anything we discussed today. Feel free to send us news stories or anything one direction related you'd like to hear us talk about on future episodes. Thank you for listening to episode 227 of Talk Direction. You can find us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com or on Instagram at talkdirection. And you can follow us individually as well. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And Caitlin, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I-R Foster. And Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. I guess I could change mine to Caitlin Foe. Like you're Lucia O. I could be Caitlin O. Foe. I'm trying to think of another name for my handle.
I have to think yeah. soon because med school's coming up. What if you were? What if you were? <laughs> oh yeah. Wait. So you're gonna you're gonna change this one to meds to your med school? I don't know. Uh, either way, this one anyone be- <laughs> could find me because it's got my first and last name in it and my middle initials. So right. it's like I don't want people to be able to search me and find me oh but you'll have to delete everything because people can still search it i don't know what i'm gonna do i have to figure (laughs) it out i really screwed myself over you could be c-i-r foster and then it would read sir foster (laughs) (laughs) i have to i have to see what's available again yeah i don't remember that's tough yeah um, make sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash talkdirection, where today on Talk Direction Down Low, we're going to be talking about the 2014 interview with One Direction in The Guardian um, and comparing it to now, 2020, six years later. Wow. Oh, my Shocking God. and terrifying. Six years. Can you believe Jeez. that? I can't. I can't either. Where's the time gone? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So yeah, that's patreon.com slash talk direction. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review to help more people discover the show. You can also listen on SoundCloud. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 228. Bye. Bye.